Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. This is Nuwana's Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. Welcome back. is Now ESPN Radio. Can't have a little Houston rap set here on Nuwana's Now without bringing DJ Screw in the mix. This is what I love about Coulter and Rajim talking hip-hop history on Nuwana's Now as they've been doing all summer here on 102.9 ESPN Radio. So many different ways you can take it. So many different influences from all across the country. So many different sounds bubbling up from so many different cities. That's just an example of one of them. DJ Screw, UGK, Bun B, all the Houston chopped and screwed rap artists. We're here to talk sports, though, on Nuanez now. If you missed anything in the first hour... Rajim Seabrook did visit the studio for a little pre-recorded segment with Coulter Nuanez earlier in the week, made all of his NFL division picks. Coulter also caught up with Utah Tech AD Ken Beezer. Interesting sort of uh, interesting couple years there down in St. George. Utah Tech completely changes the branding around the school. They used to be known as Dixie State. They're also moving up from Division II to Division I. Great interview with Utah Tech Athletic Director Ken Beezer talking about all of those challenges. If you missed anything from the first hour, you can catch it on the on the Nuanez Now podcast. Nuanez Now podcast is brought to you by Blackfoot Communications, as well as the M Store, where it's all grizz all the time, and the MSU Bookstore, the best place to get blue and gold on game day. Just search Nuanez now on any of your favorite podcast hosting platforms. Rate, review, subscribe. Three st- five stars only, excuse me. Plenty more coming in the second hour here on Nuanez Now. Culture Nuanez, by the way, out of the studio. Andrew Houghton bringing you the ins and outs here. We're still going to hear plenty from Culture Nuanez as well in just a couple minutes. Uh, Coulter caught up with Todd Hughes of Missoula Loyola. The Missoula Loyola football coach rams off to a 2-0 start right here in the heart of the Garden City. That'll lead off our Garden City spotlight for the week. We'll also catch up with Ryan Nelson. I talked with Coach Nelson of the Hellgate Knights yesterday. Knights 0-2, playing at Missoula County Public Stadium tonight. Garden City Spotlight, brought to you by Missoula Electric Co-op. Missoula Electric Co-op is focused on renewable energy. They've created three community solar programs for their members to take part and benefit from. Here's Todd Hughes, head coach of the Missoula Loyola football team, catching up with Coulter Nuanez on the Garden City Spotlight. Time now for our Coach's Corner, where we highlight various high school coaches from around the state of Montana and their respective programs. And Missoula Loyola off to a great start, 2-0 after a thrilling overtime win over Manhattan on Friday night here in Missoula. Todd Hughes, the Loyola Rams head coach, joins us now. Coach, thanks for being here, man. How you doing? I'm doing great, Coulter. Thanks for having me. First of all, take us through Friday night. What a thriller. I mean, it's not very often in modern-day football that you see 
a 0-0 at any time during a game, let alone at the end of regulation, but that's what it was. And then you guys were able to pull out a 7-6 win uh, in overtime over the Tigers of Manhattan. So, um, I mean, what a defensive slugfest. Just take us through the game. It was. You know, going into it, we knew Manhattan was good. They're always good. they got a great program. they got a weight program there. got a good, you know, great school coaches. So we knew it was going to be tough. The first two off the real three forks, Manhattan, we knew all summer long that you know, both of those squads are probably realistically top five football teams in the state. So we knew it was going to be a battle. Um, just like anything, defense is kind of, kids were flying around. I mean, the tackling was really, really good. Um, you know, so we kind of knew we, we'd stay in it. Offensively, we're still kind of a little bit in a learning curve. Um, so that wasn't, you know, obviously we'd like to, we got to pick up that part of it to, uh, you know, get into that top five thought process, you know, for the remainder of the year. But uh, I thought the kids played hard, really hard for, you know, four quarters and an overtime victory. And we uh, we emphasize so much of uh, on special teams, and I don't think a lot of programs do. And, and uh, I've just, over my 17 years at Loyola there, I've had multiple games that have come down to a kick here, a, a missed BAT there. So worked out great for us this time. Well, take me back. I know last year when we talked, the evolution of your team was so uh, interesting to follow because I, I think you thought they had some potential early and then sort of frustrating in the middle and then great towards the end. And you guys had the great playoff run where you won three straight road games to go all the way to the Class B state championship game. Has some of that carried over into this year? And if so, how do you make that happen? How do you carry the success from the end of last year into this year? Well, Coulter was. It was, it, you know, last year we started off, we knew going into last year's season that I had a bunch of really good athletes. They were younger, but they were really good athletes. And the leadership core hadn't kind of really worked its way out yet. And so I think it was just a lot of guys playing individually um, as really good athletes. And then, you know, our backs were against the wall in that Thompson Falls game. And, you know, I, can, I, I, I saw the light switch go off. I don't know. I can't really put my finger on as to why. It wasn't like it was a major butt chewing or anything at, at halftime. It was just they came out and they did it. And the leadership kind of emerged. And all of a sudden, you had a bunch of really good athletes that understood that needed they needed each other to be great. And so, you know, we didn't get to greatness because obviously we lost that last game. But we put together some really good um, games in the playoff. Um, going to Big Fork and beating Big Fork in the semis where everybody in the state um, thought we were out of it. I mean, I think they were actually planning for us to be um, playing Florence that next week in Big Fork. But, uh, you know, we had uh, other ideas. Our kids did. And, well, that carried the same kids um, skill position-wise. We lost some poor, you know, talented old linemen, some big talented old linemen. So we had to fill in those positions. And, um they're doing well. They're, they're coming along. But our skill kids, they committed themselves hard this summer, and, and uh, that bond has kind of stayed from that playoff run. And, of course, then a lot of them got the chance to play with each other on a state basketball championship and kind of understand that you need each other to be on a, in a team sport, and football's the biggest one there is. Todd Hughes joining us, Coach's Corner, here on Nuanas Now ESPN Radio. He's the head coach of the Missoula Loyola football team. The Rams off to a 2-0 start after a thrilling 7-6 overtime win over Manhattan this last weekend. The the art of learning how to win, I mean, it's one of the most elusive but also important things in all of sports. Is that something you believe in? And it seems like this group is, has learned a little bit lately how to win. 
Absolutely. You know, we've had a culture at Loyola Sacred Hearts that's been there for a long time. We had a couple down um, years there where I think, you know, I mean, sometimes that winning, you know, there's no harder thing people don't understand than continue to stay winning because it's just it's something that happens year after year after year after year. And all it takes is one, you know, we kind of had a down year prior to the COVID year. And then, you know, numbers wise um, with that um, older group, you know, leadership core. And, and then, uh, you know, you come back around and all of a sudden Loyola Rams don't just walk out in the football field and win. And that's kind of what that culture had become a little bit for a couple of years. And um, one of the things when I brought this staff together um, after we, you know, some of them had retired and moved on, my other coaches, was that we needed to change that culture. And the group of kids that are seniors now, when they were freshmen, I could see that in them, that they were going to be a little bit different. They're, they're really good. Every one of them across the board are outstanding athletes. They just needed to come together and understand that they needed each other to do so. And so I think that's kind of what's playing off. And then once you start winning, they don't want, you know, then you, you know, you win in basketball and, you know, you're right. Colter, it's just something that you've kind of got to nurture all the time and not get it too high and never let it get too low. Uh, tell us a little, just a little bit more about your team. I mean, who, is, who are some guys that have sort of risen up as, as leaders that are sort of leading the way for you right now? Oh, gosh, it's, you know, Taylor Jones um, is – He's a freak. I mean, he's our inside linebacker. He play, he's played multiple positions on offense for me. Doesn't matter if we need a, a tight end. You know, he's probably any other squad. He'd be a starting running back. But we happen to have probably, arguably, one of the um, best running backs in the state of Montana at any level. And so he's, you know, he's just a kid that's willing. I mean, he's played center for me. He's played guard. He's played tight end. You know, a multitude of um, positions. And he just, every day, puts his heart at it on and at lunch pail and comes to work. And, you know, then we have Talon Reynolds and Aiden round. These guys are all Declan Harrington, some of the juniors, um, Jack Clevenger. I mean, we got some guys that, and then this year we've got an offensive line that literally was revamped from a year ago. There's not a kid playing on our offensive line that played a year ago, but these kids that are playing it, they're not as big as we've had in the past, but I tell you what, they are smart. And they are hard, hard, hard workers. So where we sit right now, O-line play-wise, we're, we're just a little bit of, you know, probably repetitions away from being pretty darn good on offense. They just need, rather than think, more reaction time. And so, but they're hardworking kids, so I undoubtedly know that, that we'll get there. Well, you've given up 14 points, I guess 20 points total all, all season long. So the yeah, the defense has been really good. Uh, but what what sort of things do you think you can build on on, on that side of the ball here uh, coming into this matchup with Big Timber on Friday? Well, big uh, defensively, you know, we're 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 pretty we're there. The, the biggest thing, obviously, on defense is tackling, and our tackling um, the last couple games is that last game was out, was second to none, outstanding. Some of it is still kids playing, you know, getting in spots. They're a little bit out of position, so. You know, we got to shore that stuff up before we start playing, you know, some of these, you know, you get down the road and, and uh, those tighter ball games that can air the ball out. Secondary-wise, we got some, you know, we're, we're still thinking on a few of it, but we're rallying to the ball. We're playing extremely physical, and um, the tackling has been outstanding. Offensively, that's just a maturity thing. It's just something that we, you know, I'm not a guy that just, 
I don't throw the baby out with the bathwater when something doesn't work. I, we go back to the draw, figure out why it's not working. And in football, six inches means a mile. And so sometimes it's just that. It's just understanding that it's body position. It's, you know, a step here, a half a step late there. And so it's more, I, uh, I, you know, kind of pattern my, my game off of, you know, some of the best coaches that have ever coached the state. You know, Tim Roscoe was one of them that I just, I admired the way he coached. He'd hand you his playbook and say, you got to come out and beat us now because we run it better than you can defend it. And that's kind of what my philosophy is on it. And so offensively, it's just a maturity. And I, you know, the kids are smart and they're hardworking. And so as long as we stay healthy, we should be there at the end. Well, Loyola on the road this week at Sweetgrass County High School. That's big timber for those keeping track. And the Rams looking to capitalize on a 2-0 start. Todd Hughes, head coach of the Rams, joining us here on Nuanas Now. Coach Hughes, appreciate the time today, man, and uh, best of luck. We'll uh, catch up with you soon, but thanks for being here. I appreciate you, sir. Thank you for having me. There you go, Todd Hughes. Head coach of the Missoula Loyola football team, one of our favorites here on Nuanez Now. First time catching up with him this season as the Rams off to a 2-0 start. Missoula Loyola on the road this week, as Coulter just mentioned. Missoula Hellgate back home at Missoula, at Missoula County Public Stadium tonight. Knights off to an 0-2 start, lost 44-15 to Billings Sr., I think that one was at Washington Grizzly Stadium to begin the season. Last week they won on went on the road, lost 42-0 to Great Falls. This week, Hellgate back home to host the Helena High Bengals. I caught up with Hellgate head coach Ryan Nelson. Continuation of our Garden City Spotlight here on Nuanez Now. Garden City Spotlight rolls on, bringing you interviews with all three Class AA coaches from around Missoula every week on Nuanez Now. Joining me now, Hellgate High head coach Ryan Nelson. Knights fell to 0-2 last week with a loss to Great Falls. They're back in the Garden City this week hosting Helena. Coach, first off, let's just start with last week. What did you take away from that Great Falls loss? Yeah, you know, one of those things we've been we've been preaching from day one with some of the youth, youth that we've got, you know, is uh, physicality, and I think that was another big takeaway is we're not quite playing the game as physical as, as we'd like to see and uh, something that we've been focusing on uh, in practices for sure. And, um, you know, and then just consistency is the main thing. You know, it's uh, there, there are times where when we do things right, we look pretty gosh dang good. And, and so it's just a matter of uh, doing things right more consistently. With the kids who are young and, and haven't seen it and haven't been in a ton of games or any games at all, how do you go about teaching that physicality that you want in practice, right? Because you're walking a thin line between being physical and also keeping kids healthy for the game that week. But also, it's it's really it's something that you can't pick up unless you're either playing in games or you're practicing really hard, right? Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's one of those things that you have to practice it for sure. You know, and and we try to you know to make sure that we're not you know doing anything that are going to get somebody hurt in practice. But uh, but you do, you have to, you know, it's, I think one of the biggest takeaways, you know, listening to Dan Campbell, watching hard knocks, you know, just taking away as much as you can from, from other coaches, other programs and stuff like that. You know, he talked about volume and intensity and, and uh, so that's something that we've kind of uh, incorporated, you know, with what we're trying to do. And, um, you know, it's a, it's a pretty huge aspect of the game and, and uh, certainly one of those things that can be a difference maker on Friday nights. And so it's, uh, you know, getting after each other, 
in practices so that uh, you know you're prepared for it for Friday night and you're used to it. Oh, yeah, we love Dan Campbell. Uh, hard knocks here on Nuanez now. Coulter couldn't stop talking about it all last year when the Lions were on. Hellgate Knights taking on the Hell in a High Bengals this week. And, Coach, what's your initial thoughts on that one? What's the scout like on the Bengals this year, and what are you expecting? Yeah, you know, you look on the field for them, and they've got athletes everywhere. I think that's the biggest takeaway. I mean, Carter Kraft and, and uh, you know, just, just over across the board, it's really you don't know who they're going to you know pitch the ball to, who's going to be the playmaker. It could be a number of guys on the field for them, and and uh, you know so it's just one of those things that you know we're making sure that defensively that we're disciplined, we understand where where some of their better better athletes are at, and uh, you know and then offensively it's uh, you know it still just goes back to trying to get the ball into our playmakers' hands and and let them go do their thing, you know so. I'm certainly looking forward to uh, see how how we match up against them tomorrow night. Yeah, Hell in the High, tough matchup for Hellgate this week. The Bengals 1-1, but they lost 21-14 to Bozeman, who looks like one of the top teams in the state in Week 1. And then Hell in the High flipped that around and beat Billings West last weekend by an identical 21-14 score. Coach Ryan Nelson of the Hellgate Knights joining us on Nuanez now for Garden City Spotlight. Coach, I hear coaches talk all the time about you see the biggest growth in your team from week one to week two. What do you expect to see now from week two to week three just as far as the, the pace of development, the ways that your kids are going to be able to get better in this game? Yeah, you know, I think one of the one of the things that we've talked is just the speed of the game, you know, and and. Usually you walk into week one and that, that's a, a pretty major factor is, is kind of who can, who can kind of get up to speed with the speed of, of the game, you know, going live against another team. And, um, you know, and so we've been happy with the progress that we've made in the last couple of weeks. And, and I know I'm certainly happy with, with this week of practice. It seems like, you know, a lot of the guys are, are really starting to figure things out and things are starting to click. And, and I think for them, it's, it's being able to approach the game with confidence, you know, so I, think uh, as a as a whole unit offense defense special teams guys are going to go into this one with a little more confidence with two games underneath their belt and and get rid of some of the nerves and jitters beforehand and and uh, just go play ball well every rep helps no doubt are there kids two weeks in individual names that you wanted to highlight who have who have picked up the speed of the game like you're talking about who you've been impressed with I just think it's, you know, a lot of uh, the sophomores, especially that we've got on the field for us at times, offensively, defensively, special teams, you know, it's, there's, there's going to be uh, uh, some growing pains that come with some of that youth, and we've seen some of that. And, and, you know, it's like we've spoken before week one, you know, asking these guys to try to grow up as fast as possible. That's kind of the name of the game. And, um, you know, so proud of the progress that they have made. But then also just, you know, some of our leadership from the upperclassmen as well and, and staying patient with, with some of the young guys that are out on the field with them, you know, and uh, being there to, to, to help them through some of the adversity that they've been, that they've faced in the last couple of weeks and, you know, staying positive and, and just keep grinding and, you know, stay the course has kind of been our motto. So I uh, really appreciate that, that leadership that we've seen from those upperclassmen, you know, Ryland Davis, uh, Colin O'Leary, Otto Seagrave, those guys have been phenomenal of, of uh, kind of seeing these young guys along and, and, uh, you know, I just kind of one of those years that I certainly think that every week that we step out on the field, you know, we're going to be a better football team than the week before. Ryan Nelson, head coach of the Hellgate Knights. Hellgate taking on Hell in a High this Friday, 7 p.m. in the Garden City. Coach, you guys are at uh, MCPS? Correct. 
There you go, Missoula County Public Stadium, 7 p.m. Friday, going to be a beautiful Friday night. Go out there and watch some high school football. Again, that's Coach Ryan Nelson of the Hellgate Knights joining us for the Garden City Spotlight. Coach, as always, appreciate the time. Good to catch up with you. Good luck this week. Hey, thank you. Appreciate it. There you go. Big thanks to Coach Ryan Nelson of the Missoula Hellgate Knights joining us for the Garden City Spotlight. Also a little... Class A action in the Garden City Spotlight this week as well. Todd Hughes of the Missoula Loyola Rams joining us. Garden City Spotlight brought to you by Missoula Electric Co-op. It's also brought to you by Montana Educators Credit Union. Happy to have the MECU on board with us for the Garden City Spotlight. You don't have to be a teacher to be part of Montana Educators Credit Union. In fact, membership is open to all residents of Missoula, Granite, Lake, Mineral, Ravalli, and Sanders Counties. MECU is big enough to provide you with the same consumer products as larger institutions, but small enough to know your specific needs. Montana Educators Credit Union also is invested in our community, supporting projects like Missoula County High School Golf and the Jaden Fred Foundation. Switch to MECU today. That'll do it for our Garden City Spotlight. South Dakota State Head Coach Jimmy Rogers coming up after the break in just a couple minutes. Uh, look at the Class AA schedule this weekend for high school football. We heard from Coach Ryan Nelson, of course, Missoula Hellgate hosting Helena High tonight. The other Missoula schools on the road, Missoula Sentinel, as you heard from Rajim Seabrook in the first hour, taking on Helena Capital, which is a game that would have been a huge deal last season. In fact, it was a Class AA semifinal matchup a season ago, and of course, Helena Capital went on to win the title this season. Both of those teams won and won, so looking to get a little momentum this week in the capital city. Missoula Big Sky is up in the Flathead, taking on Kalispell Flathead. Both of those teams also at one and one, uh, and looking to get some traction in this one. Other games, Kalispell Glacier, they're number one in the state. Tough one for the Wolfpack this week. Heading to Butte. Heading to Naranchi Stadium to take on the Butte Bulldogs. Butte gave Bozeman a pretty decent game last week. Uh, they're going to have to try to slow down that Kalispell Glacier attack. Jackson Presley, the quarterback there at Glacier, was our vertical raise player of the week this week. So we'll see what Butte can do with the Wolfpack. Billings West is 0-2. They're in Great Falls, taking on Great Falls CMR. CMR 2-0. Good game in the Eastern AA there. Uh, Great Falls CMR has mentioned off to a good start this season in Billings West, who's been a state contender for each of the last several years, starting out at 0-2, so they need to get back on track there. Bozeman, number two in Class AA. They're hosting Billings Skyview. Uh, Not too much to say about that one. Should be a pretty easy one for the Hawks. Uh, who, of course, had to go deal with Butte last week and got the win in that game. Billing Skyview, uh, not one of the top teams in Class AA. Bozeman Gallatin uh, making some noise early this season. Beat Helena Capital, beat Missoula Sentinel. I just told you, those were two Class AA semifinalists, including the state champion from a year ago. Well, Gallatin's beaten them in back-to-back weeks. Raptors on the road this week at Billings Senior. And Great Falls High at Belgrade. Great Falls High, the Bison, 1-1, one one, coming off that big shutout win over Missoula Hellgate, 
over Missoula Hellgate, taking on 0-2 Belgrade. That's the Class AA football schedule this week. We'll have all kinds of reaction, uh, news, analysis from those games next week on Nuanez Now. You're listening to Nuanez Now, 102.9 ESPN Missoula Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television and the ESPN MT app. But we're switching gears right after the break. Jimmy Rogers, first time appearing, I believe, on Nuanez Now as he's in his first year as head coach of the number one in the country, South Dakota State University Jackrabbits. The Jacks hosting Montana State in Brookings tomorrow, Saturday. So Coulter Nuan is caught up with Jimmy Rogers. That'll be next. You're listening to Nuan is Now, 102.9 ESPN Radio. Are you having a bad day? Did you get hurt and it wasn't your fault? Are you in trouble? No matter what has you down, you can take action and help yourself by letting Schulte Law Firm help you. Schulte Law Firm litigates injury, criminal, and civil matters, providing expert advocacy in any situation. Here with Dwight Schulte from Schulte Law Firm. And Dwight, your father founded Schulte Law Firm in 1987 and since then has mediated more than 3,000 family law and divorce cases. Why is he so good at that sort of law? Well, he is a smart and patient man. A lot of situations where you find yourself in need of attorney are a high conflict situation. And it's really important. And it's a a tenet of our firm that we work through litigious issues in a collaborative way. It's important at Schulte Law Firm that when we're litigating these very serious issues that impact people's lives, that we do so in a way that provides the best representation and the best result to our clients. And what we have found is that the best way to do that is to litigate these issues effectively while doing so with a high degree of professionalism. We can have these disagreements without making it personal. Visit jshultylaw.com. One, two, three. One is now on ESPN Radio. Getting weird here on a Friday. It's been a long week. Uh, the DJ Screw got me thinking about uh, that song. Who is that? That's actually a recording of the Chipmunks slowed down to 16 speed doing a cover uh, of Call Me. Uh, the, the DJ Screw just put my mind in that sort of groove. Uh, we'll come back with something a little bit more traditional for the last break of the day. Anyway, this is Andrew Houghton. Happy you're riding with me on Nuanez Now, 102.9 ESPN Missoula, as well as SWX Montana Television and the ESPN MT app. We are getting closer with every second that ticks away to a great FCS non-conference matchup between South Dakota State and Montana State in Brookings, South Dakota tomorrow. The Jackrabbits finally broke through last year. Steamrolling Montana State in the national semifinals. That actually avenged a semifinal loss in Bozeman from the year before for the Jackrabbits. And then absolutely the number one uh, cathartic exorcism in the national championship game for South Dakota State. They beat NDSU, uh, who's had a stranglehold on that division for a decade, and win their first FCS national championship. That was also the end of the legendary coaching career of John Stigelmeyer, 27 years as the head coach at South Dakota State, 
Coach Stig joined us earlier in the week for the ESPN Roundtable. Coulter Nuanez also caught up with his successor, first-year coach Jimmy Rogers, here on Nuanez Now. Well, the matchup of the week in the FCS and one of the best matchups in college football descends upon Brookings, South Dakota on Saturday. Montana State, the third-ranked team in the football championship subdivision, takes on number one-ranked and defending national champion South Dakota State. It's a rematch of last year's semifinal. We're joined now by South Dakota State head coach Jimmy Rogers. Coach, thanks so much for joining us, man. How you doing? Yeah, thanks for having me on. Um, had a busy week and excited for this weekend. First of all, just tell us about uh, sort of your transition. Uh, you, you've been there at SDSU for a little while, but taking over for a guy who was an icon there in that part of the world and one of the uh, most longest tenured and, and legendary coaches in the in the history of small school football and John Stigelmeyer. What's these last several months been like? I mean, what do you think of the honor of, of taking over for Coach Stig? Yeah, it's, a, it's for sure an honor. Uh, it's an honor to represent your the school that you help, you know, try to build. So uh, it's been a wild ride, honestly. Some of this has been an out-of-body experience. Every time I do something, I feel like it's a new experience for me. Um, really just trying to focus on giving my best. And um, it's a different role, um, my preparation and my excitement to do it and the effort which I put towards it isn't any different. It's just different tasks now. And um, I'm excited for the future, and I'm looking forward to this weekend for sure. Well, it seems like there's there's so much continuity throughout the South Dakota State Athletic Department, and, and Coach Stig was such an example of that. You know, head coach from 1997 until last year and coached, I think, a decade plus there in some capacity before that. I know you played there at SDSU, and you've been there pretty much ever since. So what is it about Brookings? What is it about South Dakota State that, that breeds this uh, this element of continuity there? Yeah, I think uh... – when we transitioned from Division Two to Division One, um, when I first got here, I was a part of like the first recruited class to come in as a Division One school, and at that time, nobody knew who South Dakota State was. I remember because I'm from Arizona, and uh, when I would tell people that I'm committed to South Dakota State, it was like, "Well, what's in South Dakota?" And nobody <laughs> knew us. Um, and over the years, it's accumulation of a lot of people and a lot of hard work and staying consistent and. Uh, believing in your players and, and pushing for to be the best and never being really satisfied in, in how you've done. Um, we've moved on from the national championship, but it took me 18 years to accomplish that. You know, uh, I was a part of the recruiting. I committed to Coach Stig. I told him that we would win a national championship. Now, at that time, I didn't think it would take 18 years. Um, when I was a player, uh, we made the playoffs for the first time in about 30 years, my senior season. And then after that, that was kind of the, the change of tides, would you say, as far as we've, we made the playoffs every year after that with the exception of two seasons. And we've been a top team in the country for the past decade. Um, it's a lot of people working extremely hard and not being satisfied or resting on what they've done in the past. And this team is hungry to be the best. I can promise you that. We've got a lot of leadership and a lot of talent on this team. And I'm blessed to take over at the time in which I did with the fully loaded roster um some of the best talent that south dakota state has ever seen so that's the goal is to continue to build on this and and continue to win championships jimmy rogers head coach of south dakota state joining us here on nuana's now espn radio as well as uh, swx montana television i talked to isaiah davis earlier today coach and uh, you could tell i mean he, he certainly has that hunger 
But I mean, the old adage in sports always goes: the harder, the only thing harder than winning a championship is winning another one. So, how have you guys been able to keep that hunger? How, how do you still have an edge uh, coming off of the great season you had last year? You know what? Um, everybody asks the questions of like, now that the standards is the national championship, um, how do you plan on doing it again? And uh, I just think it's unique because the world says it's now the standard, but it's been a standard here for a decade. You know, we've made the once we made it to the playoffs in 2009, the expectation um, when I was a player was to get to the you know national championship with the type of heartbeating habits of the guys that we had on the pro, on the team. It's not easy. I mean, the game of football is very fickle. You know, games come down to at times the bounce of a football. That, change the course of a game but um, it's been our standard to compete for a national championship and win national championships for close to a decade now and I don't think that approach changes just because we won one um, or get satisfied on what we've done in the past. That's how we've been continuously been able to build this program into what it is because the type of kid that we bring into this program is ultra competitive and not satisfied on what they've done in the past and that will stay consistent. Um, we recruit the right players here. We don't always recruit the most talented. We recruit the ones that fit South Dakota State, um, that aren't afraid of the dirty work and buy into small things and are tough physical kids that love competing. And uh, when you get that type of kid, the process doesn't really change. The process is to give your best, be your best, and deliver your best at all times. Well, that's a big picture question for you. Then we'll talk a little bit about this matchup. What sort of uh, principles and, and elements of the program do you want to maintain? It sounds, sounds like recruiting the right guys is, is, maintains consistency within the program. But what, sort of, what other things do you want to maintain? And also, what other things do you want to sort of make your own and, and put your own sort of spin on things? Yeah, I think part of the things that have stayed the same are um, just the speaking of how we expect to play. Um we live on the standard of last play, you know, which means doing what you're supposed to do when you're supposed to do it the way it's supposed to be done and living with um, the product that you put out there. You never know what it is your last play. Um, and really for me, that's just how you live your life. It's preparing yourself to be your best and deliver your best and, and not taking anything for granted. Um, you know, how we practice has been the biggest change. Um, how we recruit, you know, is maybe a little bit of a change. The type of kid that we recruit, um, this isn't a transfer portal school. I, I don't, I believe in developing the student athlete from high school on. Will we take transfers? Yes, when we need to. Um, I think it's harder and harder to live in that model nowadays when kids are seeing another player go into the transfer portal just because they didn't play and then it just creates a unique dynamic that you the roster retention part of things has significantly changed from um you know coach stig was at the tail end of that right when the transfer portal changed and so i'm taking over into a different realm of college football than he had to live that he had to live through like the transfer portal wasn't that big of a deal nli wasn't that big of a deal now we have schools consistently coming in on our players and offering them NLI deals um, illegally, you know, that are not in the portal. And so how do you manage that? You, you recruit the right kid is how you recruit, you know. Uh, many of our star players, the ones that you would be, have had multiple opportunities to leave and make a lot, a lot of money. And um, 
I'm blessed to be around the type of kid. And part of that is we try to do our best to give them the best possible experience that they could possibly have here at South Dakota State and make it a power five atmosphere. We may have to do it a little bit different. It may have to be done with elbow grease and the hard work, but it is what it is. It's our job to try to give that to them. And I think that they can see that, you know, I think that they feel that um, when every single assistant is doing work that maybe at a power five school would have no impact on because they have so many staff members, right? Um, here we do a lot of things outside of just coaching football. And um, I think our players that we recruit respect it and uh, they can see that we believe in them and, and we're trying to create the best experience possible. It also develops relationships when you're always hands-on, right? So there is a family atmosphere here that will always stay consistent as long as I am here. And I think that you get that more than ever out of our staff because our staff is is really, really close. Um, They're all relatively close in age and and their families are all relatively close in age as well as far as their kids being all young and kind of going through this part of their life at the same time. Well, it's great perspective and uh, it's what college football should be all about. Jimmy Rogers, the head coach of South Dakota State, joining us here on ESPN Radio. Let's talk about this matchup. Then you played the Cats, Montana State, several times in the in the last couple of years. I think Coach Vegan, Brett Vegan, said the other day, uh, the third time in eighteen games on the MSU side uh, that they played South Dakota State. And so probably pretty close to that for you guys too. I guess you had the one extra last year with the national championship game, but uh, familiar opponents to be sure. A lot of familiar faces in this game. So how much does that help you in your preparation, if at all? Yeah, I don't know if it's an advantage. Um, I don't know if it's a disadvantage. It just is what it is, and there's some things that you may be a little bit more familiar with. Um, it's not to the extent of playing North Dakota State. I feel like we both know each other inside and out. Um, at times, those ones will make you pull your hair out as a coach just because you look at the film. And, I mean, we're looking back to 2008, you know, and we've played them 28 times or 30 times. Right. It's just kind of ridiculous. Um <laughs> Um, you can count on every time, every season we play NDSU usually twice a year, right? Um, not to that extent, but does it help to be somewhat familiar? Um, sure, you know, but they're, they have a loaded roster at every level. They got talent. I mean, their tight end fullback kid is a punt returner, right? You don't see that. <laughs> right. So, and they play with two quarterback system, which I believe is probably the best one to punch in college football because I believe Sean Sean Chambers could probably start at any other FCS school in the country. Um, He's a dynamic athlete and and, and for Tommy Tommy Malott to be the starter um, over Sean Chambers shows you how good Tommy is. I mean, I a ton of respect for just the way he plays. He's a winner. Um, He's ultra competitive. He is tough. He can make the deep throw as good as any player I've witnessed in college football at the quarterback position. Um, they throw low percentage throws, but he makes them a high percentage throw because of how accurate he is. Um, and they have the wide receivers to go up and high point it. So when you can run the ball in a two quarterback system and then hand the ball to another quarterback that's just as efficient at throwing the ball and then it turns into sprint out pass and you know, how do you defend it, right? Um, that's the that's the adjustments that we're going to have to consistently make throughout the game. And 
and uh, play on the attack and do our best to limit the running lanes for all of these dynamic running backs and quarterbacks. On the other side, you guys have such a prolific offense, and uh, I love the Gronowski kid. He's such a great uh, leader and winner. I love watching the way he operates. And you know, Isaiah Davis, I had a great pleasure interviewing him earlier. I mean, what a good guy. Uh, what a very focused uh, young man he seems like. And, I mean, the list goes on. You could name your whole roster of skill position guys. And you have one of the best offensive lines in the country as well. So uh, why is that unit so good? What do you think of the matchup with the Bobcat defense? Uh, I think it's really good because of multiple things. I think our O-line is exceptional and they have a ton of reps playing together. Um, you know, we have two All-Americans on the left side that are going to play in the NFL. I think our center is probably one of the most underrated players in college football, at least in the O-line world. Um, I think he is phenomenal. Um, so I think it starts up front and then we have Really, really, really talented skill um, in the Yankees at wide receiver, which opened up the running lanes for probably the best running back in FCS football in Isaiah Davis. And Lamar Johnson is a great one-two punch with Isaiah. Um, and then you have Mark, who's just a winner. Um, you know, he has consistently gotten better since he's been here. But the thing that I think separates him from the rest of the really good quarterbacks that we've had here over the years is his leadership, how he goes about his life, uh, his ability to reach the entire football team, not just the offense. Since he's been a freshman, he's been one of the most mature freshmen I've ever witnessed come through South Dakota State. And I've been here 18 years. Uh, to, win a, to, to win the defense over as a quarterback in your first year and the whole defense saying Mark Kronowski should be the starting quarterback. Uh, that has never happened here. And uh, it happened in the 2020 season, and and he led us. And he led us uh, a lot of times off of running, right? Um, but he has gotten progressively better at being a true quarterback, making the right read, making the right progression, um, and throwing the ball on time with the right touch. And so we got a lot of weapons. Uh, they got to be utilized the right way. They're human just like everybody else. It's not that we're unstoppable. We just have a lot of talent to have success with. Jimmy Rogers here on New Orleans Now. South Dakota State hosts Montana State on Saturday. Last thing for you then, Coach, keys of the game for you guys if you're going to come out on top. Yeah, I think um, we got to take care of the football. Um, if you'd ask me this every week, I would tell you the same thing. <laughs> yeah. We got we to take care of the football. We got to take the ball away. Um, we need to find ways to run the football. Um and defensively, we got out physical and then attack them and not sit on our heels and and wonder what if all the time. Um, I think the way to have to defend this type of offense is to play aggressive and, and uh, make certain unique decisions to not give up explosive plays. So it will be a matchup for sure. Uh, this team is really, really talented. Maybe the one of the best in college football paired with their scheme. So it will be a challenge for sure. We appreciate the time, Coach. I know it's a busy time of year, and uh, this is going to be a great one, but thanks so much for making some time for us here today. Yeah, thank you. Thanks to Coach Rogers. Thanks to Coulter Nuanez for getting that interview. Just a couple minutes left here on Nuanez Now, 102.9 ESPN Missoula, as well as SWX Montana Television and the ESPN MT app. We'll be back right after this to take you home on your Friday. You're listening to Nuanez Now, ESPN Radio.
ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. Welcome back. About 30 seconds left in this week of Nuanas Now. Thanks for being with us all week long on 102.9 ESPN Missoula, as well as SWX Montana Television and the ESPN app. I've had a great time filling in for Coulter these last couple days. He'll be back on Monday. We'll be breaking down all the results from the gridiron from the weekend. Grizz, Cats, High School, NFL, you name it. We'll be back here with the Montana Football Hour on Monday. Thanks for listening. Have a great weekend. This is Ben Nuanez now, ESPN Radio. Coulter Nuanez from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanez Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that yeah. might, it must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Yeah, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And, of course, they have Junior Bergen T-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time.